I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. If I bleed tonight, if I am sad tonight, I don't Hey everybody, welcome to a brand new episode of the Parasland Podcast here on Patreon one day early on the main feed on Friday. My name is Kenny, joined as always by Mr. Finley Martin. Finn, how are you this chilly Thursday morning? Penny, yes, I'm good. I'm all right. Yeah, not bad. Yes, yeah, survived Halloween. <laughs> I watched. I usually watch a scary film on Halloween. This year I watched the uh, Scream, the 2022 version, which I oh, thought was okay. I thought it was okay. Scream 6, I think that is, yeah? I think Scream 6, oh. I know it was a hit, and um, I think they ended up doing another one earlier this year, and they're doing another one next year. Well, you know, if that's the one I'm thinking of, because I think Scream 6 is the latest one. So I, I watched that a couple of weeks ago, and I did, I'm going to say this without spoiling if you're going to watch it. But like, I thought it was a pretty good film like for what it was, for the most part. And then it gets to the end, and there's a character who I won't name or say who it is, but there's a character who very clearly has been killed. There is no physical way this person could be alive. And then as whoever survives, survives, this person is wheeled out and has somehow made it and is okay. I'm going, come on. This is John Cena levels. Yeah. I mean... (laughs) (laughs) Do you know the one I'm talking about? Is that the one in the ambulance at the end? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's I know what you mean, yeah. I know you mean. I mean, it's like, we know Michael Myers and Jason Voorhees cannot be killed, but we no. didn't think that, like, you know, the cast of victims <laughs> in Scream 2022 uh, yeah. would be able to survive multiple knife 
you know, multiple stabbings with a bloody great blade, but uh, apparently they can. So, apparently. yeah, it was okay. I mean, it was okay. It was fun. I mean, I wouldn't, I think I would have been miffed if I'd gone to the cinema to see it. Not that I would have done, but, you know, as a Netflix pick, it, yeah, it was all right. Yeah, it was decent. Yeah, Neve Campbell's obviously taking a break from the screen films, which is probably good because she can come back in a couple of years and do it again, as she knows it will. But yeah, um, yeah. Well, do you know, I'm I'm actually, I mean, I'm not I'm not on top of the world, but I'm, I'm actually feeling very good because I got a, a email yesterday morning from my mortgage broker. Oh yes, and my mortgage, I I had to lock in my renewal mortgage rate <clears throat> at six percent. Which was over triple what it was before, but you know, it's it is what it is. And then he'd managed to get down to five point nine five for me, which is kind of the same. But anyway, he he emailed me yesterday, and he's got it down to five point five six. So almost half a point down. Yeah, I so, mean that. I mean that is great news. I mean, hopefully rates won't go up today. I think there's a meeting today with the bank people, and they reckon inflation in October there's going to be you know a significant drop. And uh, hopefully that's it for interest rates going up. Yeah, because if they if they don't put them up today, I've got a chance of it going down even a little bit further before my thirty first of December renewal date. So feeling yes, well, good. That's, that's good news, Kenny. You've got to have faith. You know they'll get us through this mess. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe, possibly. Uh, well, listen. Speaking of uh, speaking of mess, uh, you know I don't want I don't want to. Whenever we do these podcasts, I don't just want to knock Tony Khan. However. Last night's Dynamite, he had advertised a, a huge announcement. That's not me saying it was huge. That was the graphic. Tony Khan makes huge announcements. I mean, it's like, I mean, the wording they use reminds me of like Ben-Hur. <laughs> you know, some old studio epics, doesn't it? You know, the, yes. you know, the typeface, that you major announcement. You know, you can yeah. hear it. It's like, da, 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 da. <laughs> that in the background is the soundtrack. And like, look, for the most part, I do not think, so, um, one of our great writers at the uh, itrwrestling.com, Alex Hunt, he actually did some some digging yesterday, and he found a list of Tony Khan's major announcements. Okay. So here are the ones that. I mean, Tony... let's uh, a round of applause here, Kenny, for the person <laughs> who compiled this list. Yeah, good, good old Alex Hunt. So here, here are the here are the big announcements he has made so far. So I'm just going to name the announcement, and you just tell me is it worthy of an announcement or not? Okay, and we'll we'll get to last night. So before this, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight announcements before this. So here we go. First one: the creation of the TBS title, October sixth, twenty twenty one. Well, I mean, not really, but I mean, in the overall scheme of things, it doesn't, you know, obviously there's a sliding gradient and scale of what is good and what isn't. And we're going to go through that now. I suppose, you know, when you actually look at what he announced after that, that was a, that was pretty good. Yeah, pretty that good. was OK. Yeah, yeah, that's OK. That's worthy of major announcement status. OK, so the second one, March 2nd, 2002, Tony Khan buys Ring of Honor. Well, again, yeah, I mean, it obviously was a mistake. He shouldn't have done that. Um, but, I mean, it felt pretty big at the time. So, yeah, yeah, that was a major announcement. He's two for two, everybody. April 20th, 2022, the announcement of the Forbidden Door New Japan crossover show. Well, I mean, I mean, again, you know, I suppose it was. But, I mean, by bringing in all these New Japan characters... 
seem to just dilute everything, this mishmash of characters on programming that only, you know, hardcore fans recognise. But I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll give him that. Yeah, that was that felt pretty big at the time. That felt big, not pretty big. That felt big at the time. I would say that's the biggest announcement of the three yet. Okay, so he's three for three. I don't think Tony's going to make it four for four here, but we'll see. February 22nd, 2023, the announcement of the AEW All Access Reality Show. No, <laughs> that wasn't even worthy of an maybe an announcement on Twitter. Not a major announcement. No way. So he's he's got three, one, one down. Uh, April 5th, 2023, the announcement of AEW All In at Wembley Stadium. Yeah, I'll, I'll give him that. Yeah, that felt big. Okay. That was uh, then, big. then we've got May 17th, 2023, the announcement of AEW Collision. Well, I mean, yeah, it was. But I mean, I mean, Collision, I think AEW would be better off had that programme <laughs> not been not premiered. Right. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. too much programming. I mean, I suppose it felt big. I mean, again, you know, on the night, you say, yeah, it's big. But then when you digest it and you think about it, it's like, oh, God, that's another two hours of programming each week. Do they have the creative capacity to do this well? And, you know, I just don't think they have. Um, I mean, the on, the night, on the night, it did feel big. So I'll give Tony, you know, that's another win for Tony. Yeah. So he's now got four to one. Uh, sorry, five to five to one at the best point. So he's got good odds right now. Uh, May thirty first, twenty twenty three, CM Punk returns. Yeah, I've got to say, yeah, I've got okay. to say that that also felt big. I mean, but again, you know, they didn't treat the wounds. You know, we've been through this many times. Punk is no longer with the company. Um, how long did he last? Was it two and a half months? Yeah, I think he lasted a bit. 10 weeks yeah was it june 17th i think it was and in any less august 27th i think those are the dates or thereabouts yes about 10 weeks yeah so i mean again big announcement on the night but how did it pan out very badly the following week, June 7th, 2023, the announcement of the first main event, the main event of the first episode of Collision, which was CMFTR against Jay White, Just Robinson and Samoa Joe. Well, that didn't really feel like a major announcement. And that brings us to November 1st, 2023, last night, when Tony's huge announcement was, it's a drum roll there, uh, that on December 1st, Tickets will go on sale for all in 2024 and people can join the pre-sale now. Yeah, right. Okay. That's his major announcement. Huge, was Tony's words. I mean, it's not even... (laughs) December 1st, right, tickets go on sale? Yeah. Why didn't he announce this the week before? Well, because what he wants you to do... he, He said he wants everybody to be there. Well, no, so because at the beginning it was quite weird the way he said it because he said, "I want all of you to be a part of All In." So I thought he was somehow going to just give tickets to anyone who wanted one. I thought that was what he was meaning, which I thought was insane. But, yeah, I mean, know, was he, was he going to like pay for the flights as well and the hotels <laughs> and the spending money in yeah. London? Send your travel to the AEW travel team and reimburse you within sixty days. Um, but then, so then he said, "But I th- you know they want." people to sign up for the pre-sale now, generate some buzz. I just don't understand why this would not happen. 
Like, you know, say it on the show. Yeah. Who cares? Like, go for it. But the huge announcement thing is just why? And it dilutes when you ever do have a huge announcement because it's getting lumped in with. But, you know, he does have more of an over than under as we went through yes. out of those nine. Yes. So he's he's got six out of nine. So he's back yeah. two thirds. But I mean, I think this was the weakest major announcement possibly of the lot, and um, it's almost he's almost entering boy who cried wolf territory because yeah. he didn't need to advertise or announce. He didn't need to let us know in advance that he was going to be telling us this. And it's like the tickets aren't going to sell for another month. So it's like to me, you should. I mean, in the modern era, it's not like people have to mail stuff in it anymore, is it? I mean, yeah. it's instant, isn't it? So, I mean, why not just announce this one week before tickets went on sale? Yeah. Because, I mean, mean, yeah, it's created a little bit of a buzz, but that's going to wane because we're in such a disposable world these days in the world of social media and the internet and everything that this morning's news, you know, is boring by this evening. Yeah. Yes. And then also on the show last night, because I did, I mean, I know what you're going to say here, and this probably feels like a pile on, but I do need to bring it up because it happened. You know, it's not my fault that it was booked. But one of the things that was kind of criticised this morning from a lot of people, including people who are massive AEW fans, because, you know, last night they had this kind of fun thing of MJF through the night trying to find who his partners were going to be yeah, for the match against Bullet Club Gold, and it ended up being the acclaimed, and then they only agreed to team with him if he wore what was in the bag, and they'd given him, like, an acclaimed coloured Burberry scarf, acclaimed coloured MGF gear, which was actually very, very funny. And that and he and MGF played it really well. So that was really good. But then also on the show, Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega, they'd agreed to this eight-man tag against the Don Callis family. So they needed two partners. So Kenny Omega said that one of the partners was going to be Kota Bushi, who, you know, it was not a big surprise that that's who it was. But the other partner who came out was Paul White. <laughs> he came out and uh, he did deliver a punch to one of the heels. I think it was Kyle Fletcher. Okay. And it, I mean, he, he delivered the punch. It, it looked like he was not able to do much more than that. But he you know, he had some intensity in his face. And the whole idea is him and Perhouse Hobbs facing off because he's the only person bigger than Hobbs. But the optics of... Paul White coming back at this point are probably not what AEW needs right now. No, no. I mean, it's another old timer. You know, the com- the TV has been flooded with old timers. Um, and it's just like, you need to concentrate on the characters whose future or futures are brighter than their past. That's the secret and that's the key to it all. Not bringing in some old, you know, some former star every week. Um, and, and that's where we're at now in AEW, isn't it? I mean, it's like last week it was Ric Flair. This week it was Paul White. So, I don't know. I mean, you've, you've, I mean when you look at Sting, Sting obviously is, <clears throat> I think he turned 65 in March, we talked about this, and he looks great. And he, you know, I think the fact that he's leaving in March is fine. And he's able to deliver on a fairly high level of the stuff they ask him to. So I don't think yeah. people really have a problem with Sting being around. Because you know, No, I, no. It, and, and especially since they know that he's on the countdown to retirement now. Yeah. Um, and there, you know, there is that, you know, I think this will be a success. I mean, this is something that you've got to give AEW credit. This is a storyline that people can subscribe to. 
you know, they can invest emotionally in because they know who Sting is and they know he's only going to be on TV for another four months, one to four months. Yep. Yeah, four months. I think it'd be early March, one in Revolution. Have they announced the date for it yet? They've not announced the date, but usually it's around March 4th, March 7th, March 5th, that kind of time. So, yes. So he's going to be there like four more months. And um, so, you know, I'm all for him appearing on a regular basis between now and then. I mean, Ric Flair wasn't there last night, was he? No, no, he, he wasn't. Rick had a week off. He was on last week. So, you know, give him a couple of weeks to recover. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. And Sting Smart, you know, he wears the face paint, so you can't really tell how old he is. You know, and he wears a T-shirt, covers himself up. His physique is obviously not the same as it was in 1990 when he won the NWA World Title for the first time. Of course, it's not. And you know, he can still do what, it, as you said, he can still do what is asked of him in the ring. Just no more dives, Sting. No more dives. I'm still trying to block out the memory. Of that was it? Did he land on? Was it the announce table? And it looked really nasty. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think whether we like it or not, he will do one dive in his final match. I think. Okay, well, in his final match, hopefully, it's a safe dive, not a dive that's going to look like he's going to break his neck. You know, that's the last thing he wants to do in his final match. Yeah. Do something safe. You know, do a risk assessment thing. You're doing this long enough. Do a risk assessment. Don't have Darby Allen do your risk assessment. No. Did you see that clip of him doing that that thing at the at the like the racing event over the weekend? And he, no. did, and, he and he was on this bike. I'll try and find it while we're talking. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry, and some well less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs. United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So that, you, so that I can show you. But um, yeah, he's, I mean, he, Darby just does death defying stuff all the time. Oh. So you're, you know, you're trying to just recover from whatever it is he's doing. Um, but yeah, I mean, and they've, they've announced that it's going to be Edge is going to be, or sorry, Adam Copeland is going to be the partner for six men at full gear. Yes, for the six man at full gear. So, you know, that that is gonna be a fun match for 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 Darby, for for Sting, for Adam Copeland. So, you know, that's a good that's a good fit. But yeah, the Paul White thing is it's a shame because I'm sure if you're Paul White, you know, you arrived here over two years ago. Yeah. Maybe just over two two years ago, and I'm sure that he in his mind would want to have you know, one last match that kind of made people <clears throat> remember him fondly. Like, I get it, but... I mean, I, what about that match with QT Marshall? From all out 2021, yeah. I mean, but then that thing is like... It, I, mean, I don't know if Big Show was injured or if he just 
but I, I don't know why it's taking Tony Khan so long. If you were going to do this and you were going to yeah. have him do a match, why would you wait two years? I don't know. I when, don't know. You know, I mean, could you look at? If, I mean, because it's, it's not like he was he he looked like he had ten years left on the clock. No, you know. So anyway. Uh, but Paul White will be a part of full gear in that eight man tag, and I hope for I hope for his sake that it goes well enough that he can sort of be happy to hang it up after that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I actually think White's okay on commentary. You know, in in, in small doses, I think it's quite entertaining. Mm-hmm. You know, it sounds like he's having fun, and um, you know, hopefully he'll only have like three spots in that match, uh, three spots max maximum, mm-hmm. and. Um, and and maybe he can get through it, you know, with his dignity intact. Fingers crossed. Uh, well, listen, somebody else that we should talk about is Brian Danielson, because he obviously injured his orbital bone in a match against Andrade on the, not collision from this past weekend, but the one from the weekend before, I think it was the 21st, or the 20th yes. of October. Uh, he had injured that. Tony Schiavone has said in uh, Control Centre that he will be back before the end of the year. But I mean, it's it's one of those things where it's not like it's a recurring injury that's happening to him. That he's you know, it's not like he's he's got a broken arm and the broken arm is continuously breaking again. Yeah, it's, it seems to be these kind of freak things that happen because obviously he broke his arm in an accident against Okada at Forbidden Door. Then he suffered orbital bone injury against Andrade on the October twenty first collision. So yeah, it, it, it feels. It feels like these injuries are becoming more and more frequent with Daniel. Yes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, if you remember as well, he missed all in, didn't he? Because, well, obviously he had the arm injury. Mm-hmm. And then there was another period of time uh, that he was out. And I don't think we ever received a, an explanation for why. Do you remember that? Yes, I don't remember what the, I don't remember why it was. I think it was, I think that was a concussion at that point. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But I mean, they kept that one hush hush. And yeah, I mean, it's a freak injury, but I mean, Brian's wrestling or Danielson's wrestling to me far too often. I mean, apparently this is of his own doing is that he wants to have all these matches with all these people. He's either never wrestled or only wrestled once or twice previously before he retires next September when his contract expires. And I mean, yeah, I mean, he has these matches on TV that are just thrown together. They don't have any stories behind them. They're usually long matches in which he takes many bumps and, you know, quite a lot of wrestling, pro wrestling punishment. Um, to me, he should be used sparingly. I mean, I know he's supposed that well, Tony Schiavone's announced that he's going to be able to make a comeback before the end of the year. He's got a rematch schedule with Okada, I believe, at the Tokyo Dome, Jan 4th. I believe that's correct. Yeah, I think that I think that's the plan is he's supposed to be doing Wrestle Kingdom. But then you think if he goes and does Wrestle Kingdom in January, he's gonna he's gonna give that everything he's got because you yeah. have to. Sure you have. And then you wonder, is is he gonna get injured from that? It's you hope not, because if this is his last year full time, I mean I think what this is telling us is his decision to make this his last full time year is yeah. the correct one. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, yeah, the, the I mean these things happen, don't they? I mean Occasionally, I mean, injuries happen, but you are right. They are becoming more frequent. And I'm sure um, Brie at home is saying these words to him. I mean, he's Danielson's probably like disappearing off into the shed. You know what I mean? Just to get away from her. <laughs> so, I mean, she's going to be giving, I imagine she's going to be giving him a hard time about this because she's obviously an ex-wrestler. So she knows 
um, how you can wrestle more safely. Um, yeah. And Danielson's just like, well, I'm not going out there and giving it 80%. When I go out there, it's 100% every time. This is how, these are the memories I want to leave my fans of me as this, you know, warrior who went out there and, you know, wrestled, you know, full pelt every night. But I mean, it's clearly, it's not prudent, you know, given his age, the number of injuries that he suffered in his career. And, you know, to me, he should only be wrestling, you know, big matches when he returns. Okay, yeah, I understand he's going to have the Okada match. He has to return the favour, you know, to Okada. You know, it was obviously I mentioned this at the time. It was nonsensical to me that he beat Okada when he had a broken arm. I mean, they should have called, called an old, audible there, shouldn't they? Yeah. I mean, that, that result should have been reversed because how do you tell the story? How do you tell the rematch story? I mean, Brian's coming in, you know, after beating Okada with an injury and he's heading into that match after suffering another injury. I mean, he doesn't look like, um, you know, an unstoppable force, does he, of nature going into that match, you know, which is unfortunate. Um, But to me, when he returns, presumably January 4th will be his comeback match. It should be. I just hope he only has maybe like half a dozen matches next year and then goes out in a blaze of glory at Wembley Stadium. That should be his final match. Yeah, and hopefully it will be. I think I think he's probably more aware than we are that this is happening too frequently. That you know, just random, not accidents, but yeah, I, mean, I get accidents are happening, yeah. and and it it's not ideal for him at this stage when he's trying to kind of wind down. So, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, you know, it's obviously he's, he's wrestling a tough style and injuries do occur. But, yeah. you know, the way to minimize the risk of injuries is to wrestle fewer matches. I mean, and Brian's just had these matches that just, you know, they're just TV matches. They've got yeah. no storyline support. And they're just, I mean, it's just classic AEW. Let's throw out this big match. You know, people will be really excited to see Brian wrestle this guy. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, they'll have a good match and people will get into it because Danielson is, you know, premier worker. He, you know, he's virtuoso in the ring. He knows exactly what to do. But, I mean, that match would mean a hell of a lot more to the audience, um, you know, and and be a rating, more of a ratings grabber if there was a story behind it. Yeah, for sure. I do just want to clarify, I made a mistake. The eight-man tag involving Paul White and Kota Ibushi is on Dynamite, not on Full Gear. So okay. Paul might not even be, might not even be making it to full gear, but we'll see. Um, <laughs> so, um, but I mean, uh, we'll, you know, we'll see. Is Paul White still a ratings guy? Is he gonna push Dynamite above one million viewers that week? Could happen. It could. It could. I don't, I, I don't know if he's gonna. But you know, there's there's definitely talk about. It. I did want to ask you before we kind of wrap up on this. Um, LA Knight had made some comments which were clearly in character, where he was talking about people are kind of sick of the Roman Reigns title reign because he says, you know, yeah, he's been champion twelve hundred days, but he's defended the title like eight times or whatever it was. And I know we kind of talked a lot about the bloodline. Do you, from just kind of what you hear from people? seeing people online, do you think people are starting to get sick of the title reign or do you think that there's still enough mileage left in it from a fan perspective? I mean, some people have expressed frustration and, you know, boredom with Reigns' title reign. 
you know, for many, many months. I mean, I, I remember reading last year, oh, you know, Reigns, he's peaked. He's not interesting anymore. You know, his part-time schedule, you know, he's, he's not... He's not committed to WWE anymore. The fact that he's only wrestling on a part-time basis. Someone else should hold the title or titles as it was at the time. So yeah, I know some people are growing weary of Roman Reigns as champion for sure. Yeah, I understand that. Um, I mean, I, I'm i not because I understand or at least I believe I understand what's at the end of the line. At least, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's going to be one of two matches and surely he will drop the title at WrestleMania next year. I mean, there will be, there will be hell on if he doesn't, if he retains that belt again at WrestleMania. I mean, that will be a a huge downer. And I'll be joining the queue of people who Mm -hmm. say that Roman Reigns needs to drop the title. And this is a disgrace. This is outrageous. If he doesn't lose the belt at WrestleMania. So I understand what's happening here. Um, You know, I can certainly comprehend the reasons why he's still champion. I mean, as we said on Tuesday, his performance against LA Knight. I mean, Knight had the. I mean, that was the that was the the night of his career. That was Knight's night. That was that phrase I was going. That was the title I was going to use for the Money in the Bank review. Remember, Kenny, if LA yep. Knight had won the Money in the Bank contract, um, Knight's night. Um, nice but uh, SmackDown last week definitely was Knight's night. He looked fantastic, but Reigns was a huge part of the success of that evening for LA Knight, as I said on Tuesday. I mean, he sold so well for Knight in the opening angle and when he's uh, running and uh, sneak attack, his ambush on Knight backfired after the main event. So, I mean, yeah, I understand what people are saying, but to me, Reigns is the man. He is the guy who should be champion um, and he's the person who needs to be champion all the way until WrestleMania, where he definitely needs to drop the title. Whether it's to Cody Rhodes or The Rock, I'm not sure. I think it'd be Cody Rhodes. I hope it is. And I think if he does that, people will look back on Reigns' title run and say, yeah, WWE made the right decisions. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I I, I am... I'm, I'm not getting bored of him being champion. I'm more bored of the storyline that he's involved in. Yeah, I think because we've been so used to, I think somebody put something up, like a, a clip on Twitter about a, it was a year ago, last week where JSO had sort of flippantly said, "I don't give a damn what the tribal chief says," and he went cut to reins and he's like giving the look and there's all the drama. So there was a lot of drama in the past with the bloodline, but there isn't really as much anymore. So I think that's probably I actually think that's what people are more bored of than the title reign. Um, yeah, because the title reign is is fine. Is, is decent, but when you've not got the drama that it's had before, I think that's where people are probably a bit bored. Um, yeah, but I think because it was so good last year and earlier this year, and really up to and including Money in the Bank. Yeah. Um. I mean, it, it's it's peaked, hasn't it? Of course, it has. I mean, I think you know, I had Brock Lesnar. Well, Brock Lesnar obviously did the face turn at the end of the Cody Rhodes feud. I mean, if Brock Lesnar were to become part of the bloodline, I think that would give it a huge jolt. That yeah. would be, you know, a huge storyline reinforcement. You know, if Heyman were to introduce Lesnar as, you know, this ally or, um, you know, associate of the bloodline, I think Reigns and Lesnar, that could be, that could be gold. That could be dynamite. Yeah. Those two together on screen. 
and like Reigns not wondering who he can trust and you know that would then actually reignite tensions between Reigns and Heyman which was really good when they did that and it's a while since they've gone down that road and Lesnar as part of the team you know because we know he can do comedy and he'd actually I think he'd have a blast you know participating in that so yeah I think I'm this is sh- if he does something like that that's still, yeah I mean and you know um, the problem with it of course is is what you could have done well, had they not done Lesnar Cody Rhodes after Wrestlemania this year and Lesnar had Lesnar not turned babyface had Lesnar joined the bloodline he then could have been the person that Cody Rhodes had to defeat before he faced Roman Reigns yeah and that would have been outstanding had Rhodes faced eliminate had Rhodes faced Lesnar at elimination 2024 you know it's yeah. like well you know there's no way Cody's going to beat Lesnar and had he beat Lesnar there and then set his sights on Reigns, that would have been tremendous. And people, you know, Reigns would have sold it beautifully. It would have, you know, cranked up the tension between Lesnar and Heyman and Reigns. And, you know, that storyline would have just, you know, you don't even have to think about it. That storyline just sells itself. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, I think once we get past kind of Survivor Series and we get in, well, once we get to January, things will heat up again. But, you know, we just got to accept this is the whole past turn point of the year and yeah. even though last year the bloodline were kind of exempt from that they were they were kind of hot through the whole year but you know this year we're kind of back to normal so we'll see how it goes but we will be back then on Monday on Patreon with what's going down to review Crown Jewel in its entirety so yes we will we'll be here to, to talk about it we'll see if, if it's LA Night's Night <laughs> and Riyadh, I don't think it's going to be, but you know, stranger yeah. things have happened, I guess. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be either. But I just, we talked on Tuesday, we laid out some potential scenarios, and I'm hoping that something, something mega happens to the mega star. Yeah, fingers crossed. So, yeah, thank you for all your support, everybody. Do go check us out on Patreon. You can hear our overrun. We talked about the last issue of Power Slam, and we're about to record the one we reviewed the first issue of Power Slam. 1994 so lots of fun stuff over there at patreon.com forward slash inside the ropes and inside the ropes magazine is where you can check out what we do every month i know i saw somebody on twitter yesterday saying they really enjoyed brian solomon's look at the different arenas in the u.s over the years which was a kind of labor of love for him to do so there's lots of different stuff going on in the mag lots of really good writing from different people so we hope you give us a go inside the ropes magazine.com so um, yeah thank you for all your support everybody we'll talk to you soon Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.